8.30 on the Wednesday Sports Huddle. Saturday at 1.30, we will be on the air here on 106.1 ESPN with our pregame show leading up to Richmond football against Elon. Kickoff just past 2 o'clock from Robin Stadium. Senior day for the Spiders. Last regularly scheduled home game. Also honoring the 1998 Atlantic 10 Conference, yes, Atlantic 10 Conference, champion Richmond Spiders, 25th anniversary of that team. A lot of those guys are coming back. My broadcast partner, Chris Anderson, was a key member of that team back in 1998. Let's fast forward to real time and talk about this year's edition of the Richmond Spiders. As I mentioned earlier, we crossed some signals this week here at ESPN Richmond. Russ is normally on with Big Al on Tuesday mornings. Uh, Didn't happen this week, so I got him this afternoon, and I'm very happy about that. Coach Russ Huseman of the Richmond Spiders, thank you uh, for fitting us in for an afternoon conversation this week. Russ, how you doing? Always enjoy chatting with you, Bob. No question. Well, we'll see if you say that when we're done talking here in the next 10 or 15 right. minutes or so. Hey, I'm going to start with a broad topic with you, not spider football necessarily, because we just spent the last half hour talking about the Michigan sign-stealing scandal. How much are you following that as the head coach of an FCS program? Do you have fears and concerns that anything along those lines is happening to or with your football team in the CAA? Wow. You know, you always got your eyes open as you're in that stadium practicing for sure. Game day, never once thought that anything like that could occur. Um, you know, where, where people could be standing up there and videoing. And, you know, it's, it's you know, it, again, I haven't overly worried about it. But, you know, now you you got to think about those types of things. But, mm. you know, it, it's it's a tough deal. I mean, it, it's cheating. And, you know, if, if, if it's proven that Michigan did this and their staff had, knew it was happening, then it is, it's terrible. It's terrible for them in college football. Um, you know, Deion Sanders came out and made the point of, well, you can have my playbook, you know, you can have my game plan, you know, you still got to stop the tall sweep. And, and I agree, you know, they can have our game plan and they can have our, you know, you know, they can have our game plan, you know, they can have our playbook. And, but the bottom line is, Bob, if I know you're throwing a screen, I ain't blitzing. If I know you're running a boot, I'm running a blitz right into it. Mm-hmm. If I know you're throwing the ball, I, I again, it, it's such an unfair advantage to know. And you don't have to know everything. You don't have to know exactly the play. But if you can find, you know, a, a screen or a draw or a QB draw signal or any of those things. You've got an unbelievable advantage over the opponent. And, and so for anybody just to say, and I, and I hear all those guys, you know, well, this guy, change your signals, blah, blah, blah. Well, you know, it's all well and good. But, you know, if you have that type of advantage, it makes a huge, huge difference. And, uh, and again, I, whether Michigan did it or not, I, I don't know. Um, so I'm not pointing fingers at them. But I just know that it's, it's something that college football coaches frown upon, and it's not it's not good for the game by any stretch of the imagination. Can you make a differentiation for me and a caller we had in the first half hour and our audience to do what Michigan is accused of doing 
is cheating, right, by the rules to use video and advanced technology and show up at games where they're not supposed to be doing that, as opposed to on a Saturday afternoon and an assistant coach with the naked eye just in the press box seeing a signal that the other coach gives and maybe trying to quickly use that to his advantage. Is that kind of part of the game that maybe everybody does, as opposed to what Michigan is accused of doing, if that question makes sense? It's, it's, yeah, it's a thousand, thousand, million times different. Uh, it's, it's so different, it's not even close. Hmm. For, for you to, to look over there, and, you know, and we, everybody has multiple signalers, and they got to kind of figure it out. And, and maybe they'll figure, you know, they'll get one thing from you during the course of a game. Um, but, you, you know, it's not easy to do during the game and decipher them and knowing who's signaling. You know which guys signaling it in, uh, so it is it is tough with the naked eye. But I tell you the story: we were playing when I was at uh, William and Mary. Wayne Lindenberg used to be up in the box with me, and Wayne could could pick up signals unbelievable. And so we were up in the box playing Central Florida, and that's when they had uh, Cole Pepper. and uh, it was a hot day. And Wayne found their 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 naked signal. And he found their screen signal. And so whenever they would call a naked, I would blitz into that. And uh, we hit the dude every time. We couldn't bring him down, but we hit him every time. And he, he escaped and went out there and threw it anyway. But, uh, but you know, those things, that's all, that's all fair. I mean, to, to pick up a signal, they got you know, to do their job and they got to hide them. Uh, but when you can video it and go back and match it up, with plays, you know, that's, that's a huge, huge, huge unfair advantage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was kind of my point, that within the course of the game to the store, I'm, I love the story you just told because that, that is a perfect example of what I was talking about. I'm just shocked that it was Wayne Lindenberg, Russ. I mean, he's, he's the most, you know, unassuming, nicest guy maybe on the face of the planet, and there he is stealing signs, legally stealing signs. Good, good for Wayne Lindenberg. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's, it's part of it. You don't yeah. steal signs in baseball. Yep. You know, if you can pick up a sign, and, 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 and it's just the way it is, and mm-hmm. and. You know, you as coaches, you have to guard against that, and you know, do do whatever you got to do. You see, you know, you see all those big old sheets and those black things or what, whatever it is, hiding from the press box. You know, behind, so you can't see the signals. You know, from the press box, you have to get it from the other side of the field. Mm-hmm. You know, they try to make you know do it that way, but um, yeah, it was, Wayne was Wayne was fantastic about it, man. He was. He could he could figure, and I told him, I said, Wayne, only tell me, just just tell me when they're running the boot, man. And he <laughs> tapped me, he said, boot, 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 and I'd signal something down in there. And um, again, we we couldn't get him on the ground; we were just slipping right off of him. But um, he he was a great player. That that is a great great story for sure. I'm going to pat him on the back next time I see Coach Coach Lindenberg. One more on this, Russ. Then we'll get back to focusing in on what you're obviously focusing in on. The other point I made was, what do you think this is doing to the Big Ten Conference? I mean, during the year, your rivals, you want to beat the, the brains out of everybody on the field, but these coaches and you do this right with the CA. You got to sit around a table at some nice resort in the off season and you go over things, and you got to get along with everybody. And now, you know, there's friction here between Michigan and. They're they're bringing Ohio State and Purdue, uh, Rutgers into the mix. What what that's going to do, kind of for the makeup of the coaches in the Big Ten? 
<laughs> I don't know. Uh, I have no idea how those meetings are going to go, to be honest with you. But, uh, you know, it, it it's not it's not good, and, and a lot of people in the Big Ten are really upset uh, with, with Michigan right now, and uh, uh, rightfully so. Um, again, it's gonna, it's all going to go back to, you know, did, did Jim Harbaugh know and should he have known and did his assistant coaches know and should they have known mm-hmm. what was going on? And, and that, that's the bottom line. Obviously, it's proven that things were going on, but, mm-hmm. you know, how much did they know? And uh, so I, I don't know what's going to come about, uh, but it's it, it's blatant. I mean, I, I think it's unethical um, for sure, and it's cheating for sure. Uh, so, you know, I, I wouldn't, you know, it's it's not, you know, the rule was, the, the rule's there for a reason. I can't remember when the rule was enacted. It was probably, you know, I, I don't even know. It was a cost-saving thing, so 2000s, I don't even know when it was enacted, but um, it was originally enacted for cost-saving, and then, you know, now with all the technology going on, you know, now you can just video and match it up, and it's it's pretty nutty. Great perspective from a guy who's in the middle of it on the sidelines. Richmond head coach Russ Huseman with us on the sports huddle this afternoon. Let's talk about your team now. And I want to go back to this bye week, Russ. Um, you know, this was a late bye for you guys. First week in November, nine weeks into the season, 13 weeks if you include August into what you've been doing with these guys. And you made it pretty clear. This time around, it wasn't about getting young guys some reps in practice. It wasn't about going back to fundamentals. It wasn't about scouting ourselves. It was about getting away from football for a few days. Um, how did you go about doing that with your guys, and, and what have you seen from them now that they had that opportunity to get away and get back on the practice field as they prep for a huge game Saturday? Well, it was, it, it was different this year. Um, you know, and, and, and we'll find out Saturday whether it was right or wrong. To be honest with you, bye weeks are always scary. Um, you know, you just never know. You know how you're going to come out of it. Um, you know those types of things, but you know sometimes a bye week comes at a great time because you're trying to get somebody healthy. Uh, we you know we weren't we weren't in that situation. Um, you know other than than with Cam Coleman, but um, you know so you, you try to get people healthy and 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 you know take the wear and tear off their bodies. But it, it was different this year than we've ever done. I, I actually extended, gave them the Wednesday off. Now they lifted on Wednesday, but we didn't practice, and we practiced Thursday and Friday just in just in helmets and kind of started some Elon prep. You know, it was pretty light practices, pretty short practices. And then we came back Sunday and started our, our two, we had a Tuesday practice on that Sunday. And then on Tuesday, we had a Wednesday practice. And then today, we went out and uh, kind of just combined them. Really, uh, you know, it was about an hour and a half out there, and we only went in helmets. You know, I didn't, I didn't want to beat them up three days in a row. Um, and then Friday, we'll go back out and have our, we'll walk through tomorrow and then Friday, have our fast Friday. But, I was really pleased because today's practice, you know, when you when you take shoulder pads off of them, you know, sometimes it turns into a glorified walkthrough, and and I didn't want that, and we didn't get that. We got a good practice, and they got after it, and they were moving, and um, so it was it was a pretty good day today. Pretty proud of our guys for, you know, because it's easy, you know. Oh well, we had our Tuesday, Wednesday. Now let's just kind of 
sit back and, and kind of just say, well, I had this, I did that. I mean, they ran pretty good, and, and uh, we got a good hour and a half in and got after it pretty good. Well, it's well for the Spiders for sure. I think you could argue, Russ, uh, Saturday you've got two teams playing their best football of the season, right, feeling pretty good about themselves. Spiders have won four in a row. Elon has won back-to-back games and, and five of its past seven, an impressive win over Delaware last week. Uh, what do you see – what what concerns you most here about this Elon team that you know seems to be about as balanced an offense as maybe you've seen this year with outstanding wide receivers and a, a threat at running back? Well, you kind of hit the nail right on the head there. Outstanding wide receivers and a, and a really a, a great threat at running back. Um, you know, those two combinations are are pretty scary. Um, and, and when you're defending people, and you know, uh, Elon, the, the biggest thing we get, we cannot give them the big shots. Mm-hmm. They're gonna, you know, they're gonna take ten to twelve to fourteen shots. I mean, where they just it really extend it down the field. And that's a lot more than most people do. And, um, you know, they, they completed a bunch of those against Delaware, and they've completed a bunch against a lot of people. And their quarterback, you can see the progress that he's made week in and week out. Um, and uh, he's really gotten better as the year's gone on and had a fantastic game against uh, Delaware and hit those shots. And we can't, you know, we can't give up those shots. And then along with that, I mean, you got to figure out, all right, how can we – defend the run game and not give up the big play action shots. So, you know, it'll be a big test for our defense um, this week, no question about that. And But pretty similar teams, I think, uh, you know, where we are, you know, up front we're experienced on the offensive line, they are too. You know, they got some, they got a front four that are, that's real good and, and obviously ours is real good. Um, pretty similar, you know, they're, they're kind of inexperienced new guys in the back end and and we are too other than really you know banks our two corners are pretty inexperienced so pretty similar football teams uh you know i think turnovers are going to play a big part uh in who wins or loses this game should be a really good one you alluded to their to their quarterback he, he's one of this new world of college football guys isn't he russ i mean matthew downing georgia tcu louisiana tech and now Elon. Uh, that's a lot of schools under his belt and a lot of football, isn't it? Pretty ridiculous, isn't it? Yeah. Um, this is not um, – I'm not sure if this is kind of what people envisioned with the one-time transfer rule. Um, it's absolutely – I think it's stupid that the, the way this has gone. Uh, you know, we could spend three hours talking about this, you know, someday. But, uh, you know, it's – but again, you don't blame them. I mean, especially at the quarterback position, you know, they want they want to play, and um, there's only one ball. There's one quarterback. It's not like there's four wideouts or you know four DBs or whatever it is. So sometimes you don't blame them, but I do think it's kind of gotten out of hand a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, on your side of the ball, and you mentioned this at your media briefing after practice uh, this morning, we do expect to see the return to what degree we'll see of Josiah Williams. Speaking of, of uh, wide receivers, uh, that should be a, a shot in the arm for your guys, no matter no matter how much he plays, just kind of to see him back in uniform and playing after the knee injury that he sustained literally the day before the spring game in April, right? Yeah, it's fun to have him back, man. Uh, uh, great energy guy, um, hard worker. 
you know, he, he just he, he's so good for the program. And, you know, he's on every trip with us, and he's coaching these guys up every day in practice. Uh, and now he's going to get a chance to go back out there and play. And obviously with the four-game uh, rule where you can redshirt him, um, you know, he's, he's, he won't lose a year of eligibility doing this. So it's kind of worked out really good for him. And, you know, when I told him, I said, hey, you want to play the last two games of the year and then the playoffs if we get in them? <laughs> he said, what? I said, yeah. I said, well, Joe said you're going to be ready. He said, yeah, I want to. So we'll see how he is uh, this week. You know, there, he's got to knock some rust off, I'm sure. Um, you know, if we can get him 20 plays maybe, uh, you know, three or four catches, um, and then hopefully, you know, the next week he'll be even better. But, uh, you know, we've got some good wide receivers that are playing really well, and um, and we're healthy there. So, you know, if we weren't healthy and we got him back, man, you'd be, you'd be doing backflips. But we're, we're pretty healthy at wideout right now. And another local guy to be out there on the field for the Spiders as well, and Josiah Williams. Russ, this was a lot of fun. We should we should do this again sometime. Oh, we are going to do this again tomorrow at noon from the Brass Tap on Behind the Web with Coach Usman and our special player guest. Ha- What's that? We won't have anything to talk about tomorrow. <laughs> We've talked about everything. Do I still no. need to show? Yes, you do. If to, to get your free lunch, you still need to show up. So we would appreciate it <laughs> if you be. There. I, I, I love coming out there. It's always it's it's fun to go out there. You know, you get off. We we walk through, and then I come in the office for a couple minutes and head on out there, and it's it, it's a good time. I enjoy going out there. Great. Look forward to seeing you tomorrow at noon, Russ. And thanks for the time this afternoon. All right, Bobby. See you, man.